Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when the MacBook is or is not air. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way, or maybe a cough or two along the way in my case. Mm. Now, today we got to talk about the MacBook Air. Now, I so have you seen one in person, Noah? No, I don't think so. Well, I can I can get you kind of close by showing you one next to a 14-inch MacBook Pro because I have to say before we even talk about the the controversies and the you know, the SSD, the thermal throttling, this all sorts of stuff with the M2 MacBook Air. I have to say, the form factor is unbelievably good. It is wonderful. Here's a 14-inch, same okay. thickness as our 16-inch MacBook Pros, obviously, as we know. Mm -hmm. Let me add a MacBook Air on top of that. It's, it's really thin. Look yep. at that. It's a lot thinner. It is... Dude, this is one of the most pleasing laptops to hold. It's so light. It's so thin. It's smooth. It doesn't have sharp edges. You know, the old design was great, but the edges were sharp. And that meant that you'd be like, ow, uchi owie, if you were holding it. And also, those corners would get scraped up a little bit. You know, your 2018 MacBook Pro, you probably saw that before you put your case on it how yeah, yeah like yeah. those those razor sharp edges would get so many little scratches mm -hmm. but this with this design it's so durable and rigid you're not going to get those little scratches you're not going to get you know weird little bendy corners because the old tapered macbooks had those really thin corners that would bend all the time oh this is the best macbook air that they've ever made it's great it's a bold a bold statement but it does look it makes sense i mean i love the the macbook pro design so take that make it you know thinner and that's pretty good i want a 15 inch one <laughs> of course like this size this thickness and and design on a 15 inch screen mm. Oh, that would be so good. For like 1600 bucks, I would I would buy the crap out of that. But I did notice something, Noah. What's that? Or I should say I didn't notice something. Obviously, as with the new MacBooks, um, inside, right, there's no MacBook Air text on the screen. Mm -hmm. But look on the bottom. Mm, nothing. It does not say MacBook Air anywhere on the body. Isn't that weird? That is weird, and it makes me think of the product identifier thing. I'm assuming you saw that as well. Yeah. Isn't isn't that... A, I did see, though, that that applies to other Apple Silicon as well. Let okay. me check. Fortunately, I happen to have a wealth of points of comparison. 
So my 14-inch MacBook Pro here, um, that shows up as oh gosh, they did a they did a weird stuff. I'll show I'll show you this on the screen. Wait, I'm 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 a liar. I'm a liar. The model identifier is MacBook Pro on on here. Yeah, mine as well. Ah. Someone said that they had done it elsewhere. Let me look on the Mac Studio. Okay, the Mac Studio is Mac 13, comma 2. Hmm. And the MacBook Air was 14, comma 2. It's weird that they have that with the Mac Studio. The same naming scheme. Yeah, I don't... That is weird that they're both, like, in the Mac. They're both just Mac? That That's weird that they would... Because I guess you said, like, 13 and 14. Like, why are they in the same number, you know, the same number yeah. system? It's weird. And why are they both Mac when they're not even the same, like, type, right? One is, like, a Mac Pro desktop workstation, and one of them is an ultralight ultrabook. That's kind of a weird, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, maybe this is a conspiracy theory, but I, I kind of think that Apple considered calling this the MacBook. Yeah, that's, that's the, I guess sort of the rumor that I, that I read that goes along with, uh, with this discovery and also the text on the bottom, which I didn't, uh, I didn't realize, but it's certainly possible. They -hmm. definitely could have, I could have seen them keeping like how they've decided to keep the the 13-inch MacBook Pro around even though they have the 14 and 16. I could have seen them keep, you know, the existing MacBook Air around and I guess they could have still called this one the MacBook Air, but but they could have called it the MacBook and kept the old one around as well. It's not it's not uh, you know, implausible. Yeah. I feel like the Okay. I think Apple has the higher-end MacBook Pro situation pretty much sorted out, right? They they said, all right, no more 13 and 15. We got 14 and 16. They have a consistent design language. They have very logical pricing. It, it fits like a glove. You know, it's, it's $100 or $200 difference to go 14 to 16. All of the configurations, everything fits together like a perfect little puzzle. They clearly put a lot of time and energy into that. But now when you look on the lower end, it's a mess. You've got this mix of the old design and the new design. The old chip in the MacBook. Dude, yeah, that's it's like a trip. It's like a, tr- a three-way Venn diagram, right? Where they each have one thing in common with one other thing, but not both. So when you look at the MacBook Air... It's got the MacBook Air name, which it shares, but it's got the same chip as the MacBook Pro, so that's the two-way Venn diagram. Um, And then the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro both have the old design language, where this is the new one. It's it's weird. It doesn't make any sense, and they're all within thirteen hundred. They're all within three hundred bucks of each other. Yeah, that that area down there is 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 apple still selling the original macbook air or did they discontinue that one the m1 yeah oh yeah they're still selling it 
They're still okay. So now they're selling the M1 MacBook Air and the M2 MacBook Air. Yes. And the M2 MacBook Pro, of course. Yes. Yeah. That, I don't. That's a mess. I, why? The MacBook Pro. The MacBook Pro was redundant two years ago, and then they put a chip in it and did nothing else to it, and we're like, ah, people are gonna buy this, and they were like, and everyone was like, no, we don't want that. Nobody wants that. Like, I. I my conclusion from the MacBook Air video that I posted today was to the effect of the MacBook Pro is pointless because it's only it's only real tangible benefit over the MacBook Air is that it can sustain its performance. So it has slightly better scores and, you know, benchmarks and uh, exporting and stuff like that, but only in stuff that is going to soak the heat sink. Only, only in times where you're going to run into that thermal barrier. Short tasks basically have no difference. Um, let me let me pull up my benchmarks here because I do want to double check myself. But I think even in video editing, there was negligible difference. Um, so it, it's like, it, it comes down to the MacBook Pro's only purpose for existing is having better performance over a sustained period of time compared to the MacBook Air. But if you want that, why, why are you going to pay extra money for like the tiniest, tiniest little extra bit of performance? And then also... A worse display, enclosure, port situation, the touch bar, the old design. Like, you get all of these downgrades just so you can get 5% better performance. And then, as soon as you spec it up, you might as well just buy a 14-inch anyway. So, it's like, I don't really know why it exists. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've tried to to make sense of this before, and I don't think that there really is. I feel like the the simple answer is if you want the like the cheapest good Mac, you should get the M1, you get the M1 MacBook Air like refurbished because you can get a good price mm. on that. If you want a good, like a good solid uh, new laptop, get the new MacBook Air. Obviously, you know, you have more experience with it than, than I do, but it seems like a great computer and a great form factor and whatever. And then if you need more power than that, you should just, you know, go to the 14 inch MacBook Pro and you're getting that same sort of design language um, and, uh, you know, I guess a little bit bigger of a display, but it's, it's very much a logical upgrade because it's, it's, you know, the same design language, sort of the same, same system in general. Um, but, but you're, you know, going up to, to get more performance at that point. So that's what makes sense to me, but I don't know oh, what you definitely. think about that. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Um, it, it, it really just comes down to, I think whenever you're finding anything, in the M2 lineup, you should be very cautious of how much you're spending because as soon as you get into the upgrades, just stop what you're doing and buy a 14-inch MacBook Pro. Like, that's literally all there is to it. Let me share my screen and I can show you what I mean. Um, so here we are on the buy page for the 13-inch MacBook Pro. Now, if you are, if you do find yourself here, on the purchase page for the 13-inch MacBook Pro, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna go to the top 
and you're going to hit the back button and get out of there because you don't want to be on the purchase <laughs> page for the MacBook Pro. <laughs> so okay. go ahead and get out of that all right, all and right. go to the MacBook Air, which is a real laptop that you would do want. And then it makes more sense. Okay, so here's how here's how I would shop for the M2 MacBook Air. I'm gonna simplify this for all of you guys who are who are cool enough to be here watching us live or listening to it. All right, because other all those normal people who just watch my videos and don't come to the podcast, they're not gonna know this. They're too dumb. All right, so. We start with the base model. If you're doing, if you want to use your MacBook for performance heavy tasks, you have to first understand that it's not, you know, it's not a performance intended machine. If you're doing like big, like grindy tasks that are gonna be maxing out your system a lot, you, you really shouldn't be looking at a MacBook Air. It's not a good fit. But video editing, photo editing, coding, all of that stuff, you totally, absolutely, so, if you're looking at the base model, then you do need to acknowledge that you're going to miss out with that base SSD. Um, it's a real bummer. It's really stupid and annoying, but Apple did essentially nuke the base model. So, if you need any amount of performance, I would say the first thing you're going to do is upgrade your storage. Um, that's not just because of the extra performance, but also because let's be honest, if you want a machine that is usable in any remote sense for professional tools, you probably need more storage anyway. So Apple is going to extort you and they're going to win because you need that storage. You need that speed. They're going to get $200 from you just for that, which is mind bogglingly expensive and very stupid. <laughs> but at that point, I'm not going to lie. I don't think you need the 10 core GPU. Again, CPU is the same. The GPU is maybe 20 or 25% different. So if you do need that extra, those extra cores, it's a hundred bucks, uh, a bit steep, but not, not worth it. If that makes sense. So that basically puts us up now to the $1,500 model. And by the way, you'll notice it just bumped us up to the 35 watt power adapter. Um, so you get that thrown in there. I hope you enjoy it. Um, but here is where we get to the part where I think you should probably start pumping the brakes a little. Because I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, uh, you should test it with 24 gigabytes of memory. That might make a difference. Or maybe you need a terabyte of storage. And then all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm spending two grand on a MacBook Air? What the heck is going on here? This is this is getting out of hand. <laughs> Even if you pair it back to 5, 12, and 16, right? You've got yourself an M2 MacBook Air with realistically only two upgrades, right? You've got the, the RAM and the storage, and you're already at $1,700. And here's the problem with that, folks. 1700 bucks is so close to the 14 inch MacBook Pro. So very, very close that I really, really, really would caution against making that purchase. Right? Like, do you think, Noah, that, that the 14 inch, I mean, you don't have one, but the 16 inches, you know, it's the same thing, but smaller. 
do you think that the 14 inch is worth an extra $300 compared to that MacBook Air? Yeah, I mean, I don't have I don't have hands-on experience with the uh with the MacBook Air, but I think I mean, if you if you look at the if you look at the performance numbers, like the MacBook Pro is meant to be, you know, the more performance computer. So if you care about the performance and, you know, if you're making these upgrades to the MacBook Air, it probably means uh, that you do care about performance. And I feel like at that point, you know, you're probably going to want to go with the MacBook Pro. There's not a huge uh, difference in terms of other things. Like the MacBook Air is pretty much the same, uh, you know, design language and all that. I think the display on the MacBook Pro might be a bit nicer. Or the bezels are smaller or something like that. Um, but not that much of a difference. I feel like at that point you're you're talking about performance and and that's you know why the MacBook Pro is there. Yeah. And I mean take a look at this. Look what I just found. Best Buy has the base model 14 inch for $17.99. So think about this. If if you are tempted to get the uh, the MacBook Air with 16 gigs of memory and 512 gigabytes of storage. You, you know, you're saying, okay, I like the MacBook Air. I can deal with that stuff. I don't need a ton of performance, but I, I, I think extra RAM would help. And I think that extra storage would make a difference. I need to store a lot of files. That's $16.99. This is $17.99. For $100, you can... Let uh, let me run through the checklist, shall I? Because I think you're gonna you're gonna see why you don't want to spec out a MacBook Air. That extra one hundred dollars for the same storage and the same RAM gets you more and more powerful GPU cores. You get more CPU cores with about I think it ends up being around twenty percent faster CPU and like thirty five percent or forty percent faster GPU. Okay. So right off the bat for 100 bucks, that's a good deal. But you're also getting a larger display that's also mini-LED and ProMotion. You're getting better speakers, significantly better speakers, the better microphones. You're getting more ports. You're getting the same or better battery life because I actually found that the base model 14-inch has better battery life than what Apple claims because it doesn't use as much power. Oh my gosh, that's a massive list of improvements. You get more performance, better display, ProMotion, more ports. What? Heck yeah, absolutely I'm going to take that deal. It's, maybe it's not as new or as like, you know, latest and greatest because the MacBook Air is the talk of the town right now. But if given the choice, you should absolutely upgrade to the 14-inch if you get anywhere near that price point. Yeah, I think I think the Air is is great if you get it as the base model and you say if you're if you're the target audience for the Air and there are a lot of people who are the target audience for that Air and a lot of them are not watching listening to this podcast uh you know tuning yep. in live or whatever. Most of them are not. Most of the people that are watching this are probably either not in the target audience or they don't want to be in the target audience. Uh, because they want to get the fancier and, and cooler stuff, which, you know, that means they're not in the target audience. Um, but there are a lot of people that are, and they would be perfectly happy with the base model, and those people should get it, and they will be absolutely thrilled 
But you know, like you mm-hmm. said, if you're if you're starting to spec up, uh, there's a lot of benefits that the pro gives. Another one I'll throw in is you know fan better better thermals and and you know obviously you get better performance and then and there's you know better support uh, in there for the performance. Uh, you know, the, the chip is already better itself and, you know, you have better thermals and whatever. So you're going to end up with better performance across the board. And, uh, and so, yeah, if you start, if you start specking out the MacBook Air, uh, then you're probably going to want to look at the Pro. And if you want something that's really cheap, then you should probably just get the old M1 MacBook Air. Because those are, dude, have you seen the deals on the M1 MacBook Air? I've, I'm curious, but I have not. I have seen them as low as... What do they have? Best Buy has it for like 900 Apple's own refurbished store has them for 850 pretty regularly. It's... I've seen them as low as like... Right now, they're not on sale. I think probably because there's like a purchasing cycle that's going on and people are like, ooh, the new MacBook's out. And then... They see like, oh, wait, I'm not going to buy that. So uh, might as well just get the previous one. And then the prices for those go up. But I have seen them down to like 750 And what? Wait. That looks suspicious. Let me share my screen here. This is... This is very suspicious, but there's a site that I've never heard of that claims to be selling an M1 MacBook Air for $500. Hmm. That's interesting. Are we What is this a legitimate size site? Who What how are the, that can't be real. $500? Is that supposed to be new or pre-owned? Who is Best Buy Saver, which is not the name of the website. So that's always good when the about uses a name that isn't <laughs> the actual domain. Look, email support is contact at bestbysaver.com, but that's not the URL of this website. I, mm, I don't know I, about this. I think you need to order one to, to see what happens. I don't know about that. What uh, is this site? Oh no! Welcome to—I don't know how to say Jackerer. I don't know. Welcome to the website. Take your Timmer to browse <laughs> our collection. Wait, scroll down a little bit. I see some MacBook Pros there. Look how everything is so bad. Sixteen-inch M1 Pro for fourteen hundred dollars. Mm. Mm, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Not to mention that they don't know how to crop because all of these images are heinously cropped. Yeah. Yikes. RTX 3070 HP Omen for $950. That's okay. Well, never mind because we just found a scam website. Yeah, <laughs> should I make a video yeah. trying to buy something from there? I think it would be. Fu- I don't. I think it would end poorly, <laughs> but I think it would be funny. Buy it on a credit card and do a chargeback. Honestly, you could do it. Someone said to use my privacy account. That's a not not a bad idea. Yeah, you could. 
I, I wonder if they would even send you anything. Yeah, I don't know how that I don't know how that's supposed to work. I don't know what you would I don't know what you would get. A bag of poop. A box of rocks. Uh it's the approximate weight of a of a MacBook. Yeah. <laughs> and shape. It's actually gravel in a very thin bag. And then they put an apple sticker on it and they call it space gray. You know, Here's if the they rocks. If they made, yeah, that's very funny. If they made yeah, yeah. a uh, a MacBook Air uh, replica out of mm. out of rocks, and then they shipped you that, that might be worth five hundred dollars mm. right there. That's a, that's like a piece of art right there. It's modern art, is what it is. I think I could probably uh, sell that as an NFT for five hundred thousand. I mean, if it's an NFT, you could sell it for millions million two five twelve a hundred million it's all made up it's all made up video game money anyway <laughs> it's all v bucks guys it doesn't matter what was it wasn't there that one person that lost like half a million dollars on on one of those little monkey guys one i'm sure it was more than one person but i think i know I'm sure more than one person has lost. I read stories like that all the time of people who like get tricked by scammers or whatever. Mm. And then they, or they sell it like a huge loss and they just like lose a ton of money on it. Are, and then a bunch of people are getting like heisted. Like yep, even like yep. fancy ass people are getting like scammed out of their $300,000 NFTs. You know what I heard? And I don't want to derail the conversation, but I just want to say this. I read something. I, I, I think this is what it was. It was something like, uh, one of the Paul brothers, because, uh, uh, you know, they're into NFTs or one of them's into NFTs. I don't remember which one it was. But they like they were they they, they made a post. and They were like, I, I bought this NFT and then sold it and lost a ton of money. So to commemorate this, I'm launching a line of 100 NFTs that commemorate me losing all this money on this one NFT. And it was like a new NFT. Bro, it's like the dumbest. I'll so tell you dumb. what, though. That's definitely not a desperate attempt to get the money that you lost back. Definitely not what's going on there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Commemorative NFT to commemorate losing money on an NFT. That is, oh God, we're screwed. You do realize, right, that we're absolutely screwed as a humanity? It's scary how much money is in crypto and how much like a lot of stuff's been going wrong because I'm following this stuff a little bit, uh, but a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of a couple of uh, high profile companies went bankrupt and there is a lot of money in crypto and it's it is kind of scary. How I wonder what the um, total Bitcoin market cap. What is it right now? So, okay. A cool $392 billion just in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's... Dude. And that's the... Okay, look. We had Sam on last week. And I know he likes uh, crypto. But not to the point of being like a crazed person. But I've had this argument with him. That... Bitcoin is literally just like 
a goofy weird stock that's all it is yeah like i'm sorry i know people think it's cool it's a goofy stock that's all it is yeah i understand the theory of like how it can be used how it can be more than that if you're in a country where you can't use or don't want to use your government's you know form of currency like that part i understand but the way that it's used today in the vast majority of situations is completely removed from that and it is just yeah. just a stock and like here's the thing that gets me every time people are like oh bro but it's they're, they're always like dude <laughs> cryptocurrency you have to understand cryptocurrency is decentralized so the government doesn't spy on first of all you report it on your taxes so what are you even talking about but they're like they're like hey 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 it's the best part about crypto is that uh it's a currency but it's not in like a bank currency so like so so what makes that it what it's really cool because it can it's anywhere bro it's in the blockchain it's in the cloud it's you can use it at a gas station in Mozambique if you wanted to and you could buy anything. Bro, imagine one day you could imagine one day you could buy a house and it's Bitcoin house and you could and you have a room where you put all your your bitcoins in the room in the house and the in the Bitcoin house. I'm like, "Bro, first of all, first of all, slow down. Take a breath. All right? Second of all, dumb stupid bad idea not a good idea i don't like that here's the uh -huh. here's why noah would you like to buy this tesla price one bitcoin well how much is how much is a bitcoin and how much is it going to be tomorrow i don't know That's it could gamble. be could be fifteen thousand dollar tesla hey eh? you, you you want that right you want a fifteen thousand dollar tesla yeah, sure. I would oh, but that. hey, pranked, pranked. It's a hundred and fifty dollar thousand dollar Tesla now. Suck it, <laughs> you 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 idiot. You suck. We got your money. Like, look, look. If I'm gonna buy, imagine this. Imagine this, folks. Last, what was it? Last February, when when Bitcoin was at sixty five k. You're like, oh heck yeah, bro. Oh hell yeah, that's sick! I bought my new Model Three with I paid one Bitcoin for it for my Model Three performance. It was sixty five thousand dollars. That one Bitcoin is now half of that, which means if you want to buy the same car now, you gotta pay two Bitcoin for it. So if you bought it last year, then you're probably okay with that. But if you buy it now and you spend two Bitcoin on it and then it goes back to $65,000, then you're going to be like, oh, no, I accidentally spent $120,000 on a Tesla Model 3. Yeah, like it, it, the value changing makes it useless as a currency. The problem is that it turns every transaction into a gamble because you're basically basically if you buy something for an amount of Bitcoins, you're you're essentially gambling that the, that the value of Bitcoin is not going to increase because if it increases, then, you know, you could have waited and, and, and paid less or, or whatever. Exactly. I mean, it's just, 
I don't know. It turned everything into into a into a gamble. It's just it's just dumb. Okay, then I was just thinking like you know one of the big things about Bitcoin is like you know hodl like hold your hold your uh, bitcoins and don't uh, you know yeah. don't sell them let them whatever. It's basically if you think about that in terms of currency, that's basically, that's basically saying you know take all your money and you know hide it under your mattress, which is never <laughs> yeah. that's never like good advice for like actual money. So if Bitcoin mm-hmm. is supposed to be a currency, why is that like so many if so many people are, you know, doing that, that that doesn't that doesn't line up with with an actual currency. There's just a lot of I know we're getting so derailed, but I love getting derailed into this topic because I think it's so funny. It's hilarious, dude. It's utterly hilarious. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I don't really have anything inherently wrong. I don't have anything against cryptocurrency. I have Bitcoin. But I got Bitcoin because I was like, I would like to make, I would like to purchase this for an amount of money and then sell it for a greater amount of money. Mm-hmm. Also known as an investment. It's an investment. People even, even crypto bros will be like, oh, bro, you got to invest in, 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 in Bitcoin. I'm like, bro, that's a stock. You're describing a stock. And then people, like the only possible way that, that that bitcoin is useful as a currency is if you were like if i had to buy something with bitcoin right now let's say it costs three thousand dollars and i and it's they're saying all right buy this with bitcoin i'm not gonna take that out of the bitcoin that i've been holding because like most people my bitcoin is down like a crap ton right now over the past year so if i buy it with that three thousand dollars then I'm cementing like two grand in losses on that amount of Bitcoin. So I'm not going to do that. The only possible way that I would use Bitcoin in a transaction right now is essentially taking currency, dollars, buying the Bitcoin, and then transferring that Bitcoin immediately. So there's no time for the value to change and the amount of money that I'm sending to be completely different. That is not... That is not a currency. That's just like a middleman. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like if someone tells you to invest in pesos or invest in in euros or something. Like that doesn't that doesn't make sense. So if someone tells you to invest in Bitcoin and people are investing in Bitcoin, you know, it's something something different. Bitcoin Anyway, that concludes the cryptocurrency corner. Also like known that, as the triple C. That could be a that not that it has to be a weekly thing, but I feel like we get derailed enough that that I think it deserves a name. So the crypto was it the crypto corner? Yeah, the crypto I like corner. That. I, like I like that. that. All right, and then we'll just have a little jingle. Da-na-na-na-na. That's the cryptocurrency jing- corner jingle. So if you hear that, so then you know what you're joining. in for. Exactly. And then the number of viewers is going to go. <laughs> yeah. and then, we can... now, now we're back. Whoa. Hello. You know what we should talk about, Noah? What's that? Thermal throttling. Of course. It's on everyone's minds. Exactly. It was on your mind for a while because you had the infamous 2018 Core i9 Toasty Boy. Oh yes, that was uh, that one heated my home 
uh, for a while while it was in use. Mm. Did you, I mean, did you, I, I don't, I know that you probably didn't do stuff that was like absolutely maxing the CPU for long periods of time, but did you notice the thermal deficiency on that laptop? Oh, I mean, it would get hot to the point where you couldn't comfortably have it on your lap or like you'd touch, uh, you know, the strip above the keyboard, like like on the, the lower part, but above the keyboard, like you touch that strip and I think there's like some components there and that would be like scalding hot to the touch. That thing got hot. That thing definitely got hot, dude. Yeah, that's one of the things that I always notice. I I used to have, I never had the Core i9 version, but I briefly had a an i7 version of the 2018 but i do have the 2019 15 inch with the 8 core i9 um and uh yeah it every time i go back to it i'm always like oh it can't be that bad it, it it's just you know three years old it's it can't be that terrible and then i am like i have like three safari tabs open and it's hot, and the fan starts going like, Wee! and I'm like, oh my god, we really put up with that for for five years while that generation of MacBook was around. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough, that was that was a rough generation in a lot of in a lot of ways. Touch bar and ports and and thermals and and. Uh... That was a rough generation. And I will say it is quite amusing to me now that um, we are once again talking about thermal throttling, but it is in a very different context. The MacBook Air thermal throttling is nowhere near as important as the MacBook Pro because this isn't really designed to be a pro laptop. I mean, heck, it doesn't even have a fan. And yet, ironically, it's actually more powerful even without a freaking fan than the 2018 Core i9 Mac MacBook Pro that, that thermal throttled. It's hilarious. Yep. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, I mean, thermal throttling is definitely a thing. I don't know, Noah, if you saw my day one video and my torture test that one i don't think i saw so it's a fanless laptop right that means the only way it can cool itself down is by trying to put out as little heat as possible and then just hoping that the air around it is cooler than it it's, that's that's basically all all it can do. And so you're like, okay, um, that's probably fine if you're like doing MacBook Air stuff on it, you know, a little bit of Photoshop, a little bit of Adobe Illustrator, uh, typing up some documents, you're totally good. But Noah, I hear you asking, what if you want to absolutely pin the system while sitting outside in direct sunlight while it's 90 degrees out? That is a legitimate question that I that I would ask. Exactly. Because uh, I know you, Noah, and you just absolutely love to go sit out in the hot, hot park and run Cinebench back-to-back. -back. 
You say uh, this is it's only partially ironic because I do like to sit outside in the hot hot sun and use my computer. But oh, but maybe no. maybe not run Cinebench okay, so, uh, back to back. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, honestly, I'll take that because maybe that's not a completely ridiculous hypothetical cuz look at that, ladies and gentlemen, we have found an individual who likes to go and sit out in the hot hot sun and use their computer. Yeah. And how do, how does your computer do outside in the hot hot sun, Noah? Well, the, the, the 2019 uh, MacBook Pro that I use for work, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't do great. I mean, it could be worse, oh, no. but, it, but it doesn't do great, honestly. Does it get real hot? It gets pretty hot. Uh, the screen definitely dims down quite a bit. Uh, fan know. go crazy? Yeah, the fan. I mean, you know, it, it mm. all happens. Battery life isn't, uh, isn't the best either, um, you know, but it happens. See, Mikael here lives in Greenland, and they don't have a hot, hot sun. So I guess um, a MacBook Air would do great there um, because the MacBook Air is actually allergic to hot, hot sun. Uh, so basically, <laughs> Noah, what I did was I just went outside, sat in the hot, hot sun, put on, Cineb- put on Cinebench, and the MacBook Air, I think, probably almost had a heat. Uh, I think it had heat stroke. It oh, was bad. No. Is it okay? Um, it's okay now. It's recovered. I gave it a nice, cool glass of water. Just poured that right in the vent. That'll do. Um, that it cools it off real quick, and it's they love it. It sometimes it like you know it like goes to sleep or whatever. You know, it's like oh, I'm so refreshed. Ugh. I gotta like uh, shut off for a bit. You know. Yeah, some people but that's like fine. It's a common misconception. You know, people say never. You know, water and computer don't mix. If the thing's hot mm-hmm. enough. The water is just going to go right, right through, it's, you know, it'll cool it mm. down, but it's not going to, it's, it's too hot to damage the computer, right? So the water just goes right through. Exactly. That's why there's water cooling in computers. That's how it works. The water goes uh, on the components, but the components are hot enough that the water doesn't actually, you know, damage them. Oh, we lost like our that. first wall panel. I'm, impre- I'm impressed that we made it all this, all this time. Yeah, That's I know. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty good. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it, yeah, as Noah said, water is actually good for computers. They like it, um, but you've actually just been brainwashed into thinking that they don't. I mean, it's called water cooling for a reason, folks. Yeah, it's we Big all know Fan. It. Big Fan has, uh, has perpetrated these lies to sell more computer fans. It's all lobbying, yeah. So, uh-oh, there's wall panel two, very quick. Yep. I guess the uh, the adhesive tape thermal throttled. Uh, I could, you know, the friction, the friction, mm. uh, you know, coming down the wall. I mm. could see that. I could see that, you know, heating it up. Yeah, exactly. The friction heats it up and then you can put water on it. Um, so, yeah. So basically what happened when you take your MacBook Air with no fan out in the sun, I see Noah quietly coughing and another wall panel fell off. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. He was muted for that, too. So podcast listeners are going to be so confused. But basically, yeah. Noah, um, after about two minutes, it disabled all of the performance cores. Oh, all of them. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. 
it started out and it was like it was like hell yeah we're gonna go performance performance for about 30 seconds and then it was just kind of like oh god oh no oh it's so hot oh it's so so hot and so the cpu was like all right kill it kill it no, everyone needs to go home it's chernobyl is happening in here we gotta we gotta leave and so all the little cpu molecules went home to take a nap and a nice glass of water and basically what happened was the entire system keep in mind full load cpu is usually like 18 watts the cpu with the hot hot sun was at 1.7 watts oh of no power consumption. that's that's like nothing yeah so even the efficiency cores which were the only ones active were thermal throttled and the score which is usually like 8300 went down to 4800 so it literally progressed it it regressed back in time it went from m2 all the way back to like a core i5 whoa that's that is an interesting i've never seen a wall panel do that before also, Noah, um, why are they all falling off in the last, like, two minutes? I don't know. I genuinely don't what know. What did you do? I put them all up at the same time, and they're all the same tape. I don't know. But this one, I'm waiting for it to hit my head because I know it's going to happen. It's, it's only a matter of time. Bro, we literally lost five wall panels in, like... A minute. Yeah, that was someone. Someone <laughs> said I think there was some jinxing going on in the in the live chat. I think that might have been yeah, might have been the issue. There it goes. That's my impression of uh, Tim Cook doing the the 2015 Retina MacBook thing. Remember that? <laughs> what was that? When. Okay, I'll pull up the clip. No, I won't, because then I have to download the audio and edit it in, but I don't want to do that. So, it was Tim Cook, uh, and he shows the MacBook and, in 2015 at the keynote, and he goes, can you even see it? It's like, it's because it's so thin, and then he shuts it, and he makes like a little face, and he goes, there it goes. That's... Uh <laughs> I mean, I, I obviously. Bro, how do you not remember that? Bro, how do you remember that? That's like I remember. It's so funny. It is. It is funny, but like that, I don't remember that. I don't think anyone remembers that. I think you're just weird. Everyone remembers that. People in the live chat. Everyone. People, do you remember that? Be honest. You don't remember that, Luke. I understand you. Don't be afraid to remember that. No, don't. No one. No one remembers that. No, no. Okay, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to do it. I believe you. I believe you that it happened, absolutely. It's so funny. It is unbelievable. Can you even see it? I can't even feel it. There it goes. See, 
it's an iconic moment. I can't believe that you, that you don't remember that. Look, Toad remembers it. No, but you got to look at the at the comment, the new comment. Hey, all right. Now that still counts. Just that because still you, counts. Just because you you're the only person that remembers. If anyone else remembers it, it's it's because of you. It's like through it's through you. No. It was a it was a it was a forgotten uh thing and you sort of you sort of dug it up uh you know like archaeology uh and, and you no. exposed it to other people and then and then maybe you brought it back. Maybe not, you know, we'll see about that. Oh no, and DJ Craze, I thought that he was referencing it. I thought it was a reference, but he didn't even watch it. See, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. That's I don't get why I have such an encyclopedic memory of like Apple events and Apple things and car stuff too. And car stuff. I I mean, that's at least for the Apple stuff. It's, uh, it's served you well. And I feel like you probably had that before, even before, you know, all the YouTube stuff, but it's definitely served you well, you know, with, with your channel Mm -hmm. and, and just being just quickly knowing, uh, you know, things like that. It's true. I mean, Apple trivia games, you don't want to get into a fight with me on that because I'll, I'll cream you. Oh, I, I believe you. I would, I would not, I don't, I would not do, I would not do well up against you in an Apple trivia. But dude, I see, we literally watched that event together in high school and we both really wanted the, the Retina MacBook, but couldn't afford it or justify it or in fact probably we were we were probably best that we didn't get it because it was bad yeah yeah well i mean that was like six or seven years ago i don't even remember my memories my memory in general is pretty bad so you're an old um, man well i i uh i guess so too much time out in the hot hot sun it melted your brain juice you know there there might be something to that i think there is but you know what else? There is something too, uh, and that is the uh, <laughs> MacBook Air thermal throttling controversy. See, you thought I was going to end it, but it's not time yet. Not. not I heard you laughing. I was exactly. You know, regardless regardless of whether you're going to end it or not, that is uh, that that you you got to appreciate the transitions. That was good practice for. Uh, you know, you only get one shot per episode, so it's good to have some practice in there. Yeah, you know what else there is some practice in there for? What's that? Uh, practice in there for me generating additional transitions. Additional uh, and additional. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what else is additional? Is <laughs> an adi- uh, You know what else is an additional transition? Is me transitioning <laughs> away from talking about additional transitions back to talking about MacBook Air thermal throttling. Boom, there it is. Still got it. Nice. You know what nice. else I still got? The M2 what? MacBook Air, it's still in my hands. Uh-huh. And you know what else is in your hands? What? This this episode, because you're really you're really leading, you're really taking it here, and you're really leading it. I don't know where we're going with this, but you're really you're really taking us somewhere with all this right now. You know where else I'm gonna take us with all this right now? Where? Back to the MacBook Air, baby. I'm still I'm still I'm still it's recursive. Alright, we're going <laughs> yeah. back. The MacBook Air 
is good. All right, back to you, Noah. That that's it. Mm-hmm. So we've covered we've covered the MacBook Air thermal throttling. We've talked about the MacBook yeah. Air. We've got nine minutes left, approximately. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else? What else? These is are the there? last nine minutes of our our podcast for the next like three weeks. I feel like we should make it count. That's true. Yeah, because we're we are going to be off, and maybe you know maybe you'll have a guest on one or two of those weeks. But but at least for me, this is uh, this is my last my last eight and a half minutes now. I think we should just oh. keep talking about that. Just just how little time is left. Yeah. You know, some some say that we're down to only eight and a third minutes left. Oh man, I can't. Oh, and now now we have what is this eight eight and eight and one quarter minutes? That's terrible, dude. Do you remember back when it was like eight and a half minutes ago? It feels like that was just twelve. It's eighteen seconds ago. I those were those were simpler times. I I I miss that. Oh my god, you know what's gonna blow your mind? What? We only have eight minutes now. Oh no. That's, that's And now that I've said that it's less than eight minutes. Isn't that crazy? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is it's all it's just happening back? so fast. I know, it's they grow up before your eyes. Do they do you remember back um in twenty thirteen? Yeah. Me too. There was, there was, but now there was we have time. seven and a half minutes. Okay, wait. Uh, um, uh, MacBook Air uh, launch day. You had a story. Oh my God! You saved the day. We I forgot about that. We need to hear this story. Okay. All right. So, pretty much, I have this down to a science now. Every time, every time there's a Mac product launch, what I do is I pre-order on pre-order day. And then because, you know, it's me, it's LukeMianiYouTube.com, I always, I always have lots of MacBooks coming in and out and all around, okay? So, that's not, I don't put all my eggs in that one basket. I pre-order on pre-order day. But then, if I were to just wait for that to show up, I'd be sitting around twiddling my thumbs waiting on a UPS driver who's going to probably, you know, beat up my MacBook and kick it around and like run it over a couple of times in the old UPS truck before absolutely throwing it at my window, shattering it, ruining my day. So rather than waiting for all of that nonsense, I go out and get another one. So in this particular case, I wanted to get two MacBook Airs, all right? A base model with the 8-core GPU and the 256, and the 10 core, simple, right? Pre-order day comes along. I decided that I should pre-order the higher spec one because in my mind, the the bog standard base model is the one that there would be more likely to have stock of on launch day. So sure enough, launch day comes around. Now it is annoying. It's always a bit of a risk because I'm planning my content schedule based on a MacBook that I don't actually have an order for, right? So I'm planning all of these comparison videos and stuff, and I don't actually have an order placed or a pickup window reserved because Apple doesn't open the 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 launch day inventory until that day. So 
what I do is wake up at like 8 a.m. Because sometimes it doesn't even let you order for in-store pickup until like an hour before the store is open. So I wake up really fast, reserve one. Usually you have to pay for it in full at that moment because you're just picking it up. And then, so that's what I did. I picked it up. I had a 9.45 pickup time. I go to the old Apple store. I'm strutting in there. I'm like, I would like my MacBook, please. And they said, it's out of stock. What? And I was like, what are you talking about? It's out of stock. I ordered it. And I, it said to pick up here. What What are you talking about? And they're like, we don't have any. And I was like, well, but I put in the order. And they said, no, well, it's still processing. And we just went to the old back room. And... There's no, there's literally no MacBook Airs back there, so this order is not going to process because there's nowhere for us to pull inventory from. We don't have them. Mm. And I was like, uh, "That's that's not good." And so we looked on the, they have like the thing they could look at the other store inventory. Um, so I was in Virginia, Arlington, Virginia, and they say, "Okay, Bethesda, Maryland has one." That's like a 35-minute drive around Washington, D.C. So I'm like, okay, reserve. And I book it all the way around to Bethesda, Maryland. I go in there. Same thing. What? They said it's not here. It doesn't exist. But fortunately, Noah, I was smart. I was a smart, smart, smart guy. Uh All right? There was another store within a couple miles of the Bethesda store that also claimed to have one. So I had ordered that as well. So the Bethesda store said, sorry, we don't have this. We only have the higher spec model, so we can make a reservation for you to get the higher spec model. So I say, okay, let me reserve the higher spec model. But then they didn't have someone to help me complete my sales experience for another hour. So they had it in the back, but I couldn't buy it for another hour. I don't know why. So they said, okay, come back in an hour. So during that time, I drive over to the other Apple store where I had another one reserved, go in. They say, no, it's out of stock. We don't have this. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess now I'm going to go back to the other store in Bethesda to try to pick up the one that I reserved, which wasn't the one that I wanted. And then I got there. And then the original one that I had reserved the base model in Bethesda, the one that they said they didn't have, they say, it's ready for pickup. Come get it. And I'm like, uh, what? And then the other store, the freaking other store also in in Maryland that I had just went to, they called me and said, it's ready for pickup. I'm like, bro, why are you guys telling me that you don't have this thing when you clearly have this thing? What are you talking about? And then I'm like, well, crap. Have I been running around this whole time and my original order from like two hours ago, if I had just waited like 10 minutes, the person who told me it was out of stock would have then said, just kidding, it's here. Isn't that crazy? That's, it seems like maybe, okay, I remember back in the days of the original AirPods when they were super hard to find, the way that I was able to get mine was I used this tracking thing 
and they would know when a new shipment would come in. And you would literally, when a new shipment of AirPods came in, you would go to the Apple store and you'd ask for AirPods and they'd be like, oh, we, you know, maybe they'd say they don't have them. And you'd be like, no, I know you just got a shipment. Can you go check? And then they'd check and find them. I wonder if when you got there, they hadn't gotten the shipment yet. And then they just got the shipment shortly after. And that's why they were suddenly in stock. That's my theory. That that must have been it. I think I think that's... I think it was something like that where my res my reserving it removed it from inventory and then they thought they didn't have it but they did and it was already reserved but it was reserved by me but they just didn't know that I it's it was all very weird and I'm sorry I got distracted there because someone was talking about Luke Miani shorts being recommended to them and it's definitely Luke making the videos um uh it's not I've never heard of that I did not know that that's real, and I looked it up, and it there someone has made a Luke Miani shorts channel, and it has 150 subscribers, and I've literally never. What? It's it's real, but it is not me. I like the, <laughs> the pictures. Heck? I like the the both both the icon and the banner image. I want to see what, what email address they put in they did however say this is not luke miani at the very bottom of their about page <laughs> i love yeah and all they this made, space they made luke miani shorts at gmail.com interesting what the heck well um that's really funny I was so confused when people were like, oh, yeah, the Luke Miani Shorts channel. I was like, uh, what's that? Well, yeah, this is Anyway. <laughs> you know what else is weird, Noah? What else is weird, Luke? I'll give you a guess. I think it's weird that we haven't ended this episode despite being more than a minute over time. Oh! <gasps> Does that mean, Noah, that we lied when we said that there was only eight and a half minutes left and there was, in fact, nine and a half minutes because of this error? I get. I mean, you know, you could you could argue maybe it was unforeseen, but regardless, mm. our initial statement is is now incorrect. Criminal negligence. That's what that is. We should remedy this at once. I agree. We should end this episode. Uh, neither of us will be seeing you next week. Noah will be off for two additional weeks after that. Uh, I think I'll probably have a guest on one or both of those weeks. But we will not see you next week. And uh, make sure to follow on Twitter at Luke Miani. Follow the community tab. I'll post updates about uh, if we get guest stars or if we're off in the coming weeks. So definitely keep tabs on that. Um, I've been your host, Lucas Mianis. And I have been your host. I feel like that doesn't work with my name. Noah, it Noah doesn't. Rubinus. And have a, have a great night and a great couple of weeks. Uh, have, a, have a great month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>